What did he say? Nothing. He just asked about Dr. Martinez. He can't get her out of his head. Diana and Markov exchanged a meaningful look. Not long ago, such an intimate comment would have brought scorn or mockery from the Bosnian girl. At that moment it moved her. It was rare to see a tough soldier like Markov moved by the poorly concealed torment of a man in love. She looked away, cowed by the Russian's brooding energy. Since the afternoon when Markov had helped her to get down the cliff face in the Congo, their relationship had changed, but she couldn't tell how. Their colleagues had gotten used to seeing them together for most of the day. In fact, Diana felt as though she were missing something when Markov went off to read in the knitted hammock during his breaks. She had looked for excuses to interrupt him, although sometimes she resisted the impulse because she was afraid that the Russian would misinterpret her desire to spend time with him. But what was it that she wanted? For what? She wanted to strengthen their growing friendship. She didn't have any friends. She had lost them during the massacre of Srebrenica in 95, and missed the tenderness and camaraderie that some of her neighbors and school friends had inspired. Even so, she had to admit that when Markov turned his large, dark eyes on her, she felt new sensations that her Bosnian friends had never aroused. The door opened, and Matilda, helped by her friend Ezekiel Blaheter and escorted by Wonderful Lecure, stepped out, walking uncertainly. Good morning, Sergei. Good morning, Diana. Matilda greeted them, but although she smiled, her face was sad and lifeless. Good morning, Matilda, they answered in unison. She wants to visit Kabu, explained Ezekiel. I'll go with you, Markov told them. Diana's shift had just finished. Thank you, Diana, Matilda mumbled almost inaudibly, and she held her lower abdomen where the shrapnel from the grenade fired by Congolese rebels at the St. Charles Mission near the city of Rochuru had hit her. Does it hurt? Blaheter asked anxiously. My stitches are pulling. Would you like to go back to bed? No, no, let's go. I want to see Kabu, Sergei. Did Elia call? The Russian shook his head. The boss had forbidden him from mentioning his daily calls about Matilda. Although he was used to military discipline and following orders, Markov wondered how long he would be able to hold out before telling the truth. It broke his heart to see the look of disappointment on Matilda's gaunt face. If he calls, could you tell him that I want to talk to him? It's about Jerome. It won't take much time. She explained, and the bodyguard nodded. Let's go. Markov looked at Diana before joining Matilda and her friends. Diana was transfixed by this fleeting glance. She asked herself if what was happening between her and Markov was the same as the bond between Matilda and Blaheter, which she had no trouble identifying as being the same as that between herself and her brother, Sandor. Before disappearing off down the hallway to the right, Markov turned and looked at her again. When Diana's blue eyes met the Russian's dark ones, she knew that she would never see him as Matilda did Blaheter, or she did Sandor. In the ward where Kabu, who had already successfully undergone some of his reconstructive surgery, was staying, the staff told her that the boy and his companion, Sir Angeli, 
had gone to visit the patient in room 451, Mr. Nigel Taylor. Matilda hesitated and looked at Juana and Ezekiel on either side of her. She wasn't ready to see the man who had caused her breakup with Elia. Juana said that it was actually her stupid scruples that were to blame. Those were her exact words. She said that Matilda had never really trusted him and had humiliated him when she'd said that she didn't respect him. I'm sorry, Matt, she had said days before, but the stud's balls are in a twist with all these accusations and fights. First that witch of a sister Celia, and now the English pirate. You've got to admit, babe, Ezekiel intervened, that those photos would have driven anyone crazy. The stud, my dear friend, had every right to get his dick sucked by anyone he wanted while he wasn't with Matt, and they hadn't got back together when he was with Gulemale. So why did he lie when I asked him if there was anything between him and Gulemale?